Hello and welcome to the Ultimate Audio Bang, Rock Paper Shotgun's fortnightly podcast where we keep you updated on all things online shooters. Um, and as some of you might know, uh, Imogen left for Pastures New uh, and it was very sad. Um, and it hit the pod like the meteor that smashed into the dinosaurs. Um, but now there's light, things are sprouting from the ground, it's very nice. And that's because Hayden has arrived. Uh, he'll be co-hosting the pod alongside myself and that's that's brilliant. Um, so Hayden, hello. Hello. How are you? How are things? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, nervous. Nervous is probably the word. Um, but yeah, I'm excited nervous. to be doing this. We've been trying to get this off the ground again for a while, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we've been sort of talking about it for a while and you know, things have cropped up. I think it was Elden Ring, actually, that kind Elden of just Ring. totally did us in. It destroyed my, like the first half of 2022 for me. Um, I mean, I will talk about that in a bit, like or in a minute. But like, yeah, I, like when I think about 2022 and the games I've played, so much of it was Elden Ring, and then so much of it was Elden Ring Burnout. Like afterwards, that I feel oh. like I've played way less games than I usually would. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the same. I, I played it so much. I, I, I like reviewed it and everything, and then I just got. It massive exhaustion like you yeah i just got to a point where it's like this game is actually endless and i just need to like not have this in my life for a while um not that i yeah, didn't exactly. enjoy it it was just you know it's such a monumental thing um i wasn't playing anything else and that's not good when <laughs> like our job is <laughs> to play other things <laughs> i think that same thing though because you wrote about like having elden ring burnout and it was right around the same time where i was like this isn't I don't know if I can sustain because I just started another playthrough and I was like, I don't know if I can sustain an entire second run. And I was at like the hundreds of hours at that point. Like, uh, <laughs> I, it, it was so, and I don't usually, open world games, like, they're a weird one for me because uh, like I used to love them and it's like all I would play as a kid. And then, you know, I got older and realized they're all exactly the same and they're all just like following markers on a map around. Like, and then I got massively tired of them and just shoved them to the side and started focusing on other things. And Elden Ring just completely caught me off guard. I had never played like any of the Dark Souls games before either. So this was like oh, right. a big surprise to me. Like, yeah, it just, I, I just. Well, I, I didn't finish Dying Light 2, but I got bored of Dying Light 2. Um, and Far Cry 6 was like end of last year, right? And I found that really boring. Yeah. So I was just massively burned out on open world stuff anyway. And then Elden Ring came around and it just completely took me by surprise. I ended up putting hundreds of hours into it over two, three months. <laughs> Would you say like open world, like if you moved on kind of from open world games... Or not moved on from them, but like, would you consider them like your favourite sort of genre, or, or are you kind of more into shooters, or what what sort of stuff do you like to play um, in your spare time? Um, yeah, you asked me to like have a little think about this, and I I don't know if I'd class anything as my favourite genre. I mean, <laughs> like the ones I always go back to and will play regardless is like the Telltale style, like choose your own adventure, uh, like linear, nar- well, you know, kind of linear narrative stuff, right? Like five to yeah. ten hours, it slightly diverges based on the path you pick. 
Um, and I just, I like those moments where the bars going down and you only have so much time and it's like, do you chop their head off or do you, you know, I don't know, run away and let them get eaten by a zombie? I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I just panic and do one of them. And then like everything goes wrong. I like that. (laughs) That's where I thrive. (laughs) You like that sort of chaotic Uh, energy uh, that they give off. Exactly. Um, so like those are the things I always go back to like most of Telltale's like, stuff uh, after The Walking Dead like I didn't play any of that stuff before that but after their first season of The Walking Dead I played most of it uh, and I'm like very excited for Wolf Among Us season 2 or whatever that ends up being when it comes out um, and like in the same vein like The Quarry just came out like a week or so ago uh, and I beat that the other day um, okay it was I, i'm not gonna say like any out there <laughs> yeah i feel like it's like, quite hard to talk about those games because they really, are just it's just spoiler territory throughout it is isn't it all spoilers. yeah exactly um yeah I, i'm very cautious to say much at all it my run was not a good run let's go with that like it, you have like like until dawn you have the choice over like you know who survives and who dies kind of thing. Um, and there weren't many survivors for me. <laughs> and I don't know many of the, I don't know anyone who's had the same run as I have. Like it was just disastrous from the start. Really. <laughs> the decisions you made. Uh... It was awful. <laughs> it was chaos. Just pure chaos. Um, but like I say, I like that, that those kind of games are usually like the ones that I will always buy regardless. Um but yeah, like in wider like favorite genres, I don't think there's like anything specific. I-, I tend to like mixing it up, if anything. I think the games I play more come down to length than genre. So like, you know, I, I-, I had kind of grown tired of open world stuff. Elden Ring re-energized me a bit on on them, I suppose. Like open world RPG yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but like, I I don't. I didn't want to play another one of those. That was Elden Ring came out in February. I played it up until maybe like end of April, and I've just started Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch. I think it's called. Uh, oh after, right, like, yeah. Two months break game. from any of the bloated open world stuff, like, I just couldn't handle it. So like in that in between bit, stuff like the quarry was perfect because it's just a short. It's a weekend game, you know. It's like. I can if I if I don't go outside, <laughs> I can blaster it in a weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit like that at the moment. Like I I kind of mm. just bounce bounce around games a lot. Um, try and try and make things stick, and often they just don't really, which is quite which is quite sad. I feel like sort of um it like like the same as you with Elden Ring and all of these things. Like the bar is extremely high for me to like invest in the game now. Um, because I suppose we do just spend a lot of our day like writing about them so when it comes to actually like our spare time um a game that sticks is is quite like rare like it needs to be really really good for me to actually invest in it so um yeah i suppose we can get into that um a bit later but um in terms of like fps games um would you say you have like um one that you you're really into like call of duty or something or yeah, but I don't know if it's controversial. <laughs> I don't think it is anymore. Oh, no. I think it would have been a few years ago. I don't know. Um, but like the one that's like I always have installed and will go back to 
the most often is like new Battlefront 2. So not like the old stuff, like the new one. From there, the one that was like, you know, the most downvoted post on Reddit at the time <laughs> when it came out. That one. I love it. It's great. Uh, now, it wasn't for a long time, but now it's a lot of fun. Their co-op mode, it's, it's just a nice Star Wars power fantasy to just, you know, play as, like, cool droids or stormtroopers. Or you can tell I'm the bad guy when I go to droids or stormtroopers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, those that that is, like, a, a go-to for me. Um and I'll tend to play it with like my brother or my friends, uh, just kind of loop around on co-op for ages. Um, but like, I, I think that's because Battlefront is, is one of those games that like I grew up with, like with like the old yeah. ones. So like, even though Battlefront Two didn't start great, uh, like the new one, I'm just so used to. Like, I grew up with the original Star Wars Battlefront One and Two on the PS. Two, I think the original was on the PS One, but we played it on the PS Two. I grew up with those. <clears throat> so like 2015's like reboot and then like when they made the new Battlefront 2 a lot of people didn't like them but I, I really I played Battlefront 2015 a ridiculous amount like honestly if the servers were still like populated I'd play that now just for some of the modes Um, it's going to sound really odd but like I, I tend to have most of the Battlefront games installed at once because and this is something I was thinking about the other day so I'm just going to get this out of my head now because it needs somewhere to go and I don't think it's worth a post. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they all, all the Battlefront games have one or two modes where they are amazing and they just shine above the rest. So, like, if I want to play, have you played Battlefront? Like, any I, of them before? I've played, I think, the original Battlefront all the way back in the day. I think it was like on mm-hmm. Xbox or, or whatever it was. I remember playing that. A ridiculous amount but again my memory is terrible so I, I can't remember like a huge amount I just remember having a lot of fun but I don't remember the mode specifically so. yeah well for me like OG Battlefront 1 has the best like infantry play so like for stuff like Conquest that's where I go because it is you don't play as heroes in that game you you just soldiers and it's all about just being a cool trooper uh, and that is like the Conquest in OG Battlefront 1 is maybe the best, like, Star Wars game, like, where you are, like, playing as a team and and trying to get, like, as, you know, like, really struggling for points and struggling for the win, especially on, like, high difficulties. And then Battlefront 2, like, introduced heroes, and it was all just about, like, lightsabers, and no one plays as, like, soldiers in that game. You just... You play as them until you get enough points that the game picks you as a hero, and then you just spawn in as like Kenobi, and that's it. Like you win. Um, and then New Battlefront One had an amazing DLC mode called Extraction, uh, where there was like <clears throat> kind of like an Overwatch. There's that mode. I don't remember what it's called in Overwatch, but there's like a thing moving through the map, and you have to like defend it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know the one. It was like that. Um, but but Star Wars, <laughs> uh, and I loved it. And that was like I played that mode a ridiculous amount in in Battlefront like twenty fifteen, and then in the like the latest one, Battlefront two co-op. Like it's just I don't know if you've played it. The co-op mode in that is amazing, and oh, it's just so fun. It's so good. Like it's kind of wave shootery, but 
like you're defending set objectives or attacking those objectives like if you're on like the attacker team but like the, it isn't a wave shooter like COD Zombies, but the enemies tend to come in waves and it tends to get very intense sometimes. Uh, it's just, it's pure chaos. And when you get pushed to like the last point and you're like defending, and then like Darth Maul charges up the staircase and you're like, ah! And everyone's just screaming and panicking and shooting at, you know, Darth Maul and he's just deflecting all your like lasers away with, oh, it's just so cool it's so cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think um, yeah Battlefront's Battlefront's like a good um, a good sort of family vibe I feel like you can kind of just just play it with with friends and family who aren't maybe into into shooters or games and you can just have like uh, just like a bit of fun as well I think that's always been a good thing about that exactly, series yeah but outside um, of that uh, Vanguard when it came out last year was like I played that for quite a few months. I guess that was my thing up until Elden Ring, I suppose. Like I play Vanguard most nights, um, and that really caught me by surprise. Um, I didn't expect to enjoy Vanguard as much as I did, uh, but I think for me at least, it was what I like most in a Call of Duty game. Like it took it. I, I feel like like Modern Warfare 2019 was a lot slower paced. Um, and then Cold War, I just didn't didn't enjoy it. I, don't, I, I couldn't kind of express why I didn't. Yeah, you know, I haven't thought about it enough. But Vanguard just really, it just struck the, the perfect Call of Duty balance for me. I suppose like there was, I like it when they are a bit faster. Right, and, and I was going to ask if it was the pacing. Um, yeah, I think it was. So yeah, that that was that's maybe like my favorite recent shooter. Um, and then like, you know, we'll we'll talk about Royale for a second as well because that's its own thing, right? Warzone was it for a long time. I know it was for you as well, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was huge. It was basically everything for me throughout. I think it was the first the first sort of couple of lockdowns for us in the uk um i don't know when that was now two years ago or something ridiculous um yeah it, it was it sort of it allowed us to kind of connect with with friends and just hop into hop into a map and just just shoot shoot the shit with your mates and, and sometimes you don't need to really care care much for the game um you can just you can just chat and run around the map and occasionally shoot stuff if you want to and sometimes when um when you realize that you're actually in the last like couple of circles you can then start knuckling down and like the chatter stops and it's quite interesting that all of a sudden you start to get really into the game um i sort of felt the battle royale format in warzone at that time was like um absolutely like perfect like just pacing wise the way you kind of hoover up loot um really easily and quickly um you know time to kill um when you shoot like folks was um it just didn't take forever, like in Apex and, and Fortnite and stuff like that. Um, I just love the shooting in it. I love the movement. Um, I thought the map was really well designed at the time, Verdansk. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a shame that I've sort of fallen off it, but I think it's just because it's 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 just constantly changing all the time, and you know, some some of my mates just don't play it anymore, and you know, just things move on, don't they? Um, yeah, so, exactly. And yeah. my experience was like very similar, like. I, at the start, Warzone came out at the perfect moment. It was Animal Crossing if you wanted to scream and not like 
relax. You know what I mean? Like if you wanted to just like go AWOL for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Because it was it was right at the start of the first lockdown. It was like March 2020, which feels wild to me that like Warzone is that recent. Because it does feel like one that's existed forever. Like when I think Battle Royale, that's usually the one that jumps into my head first. But Apex was around before it. Obviously, Fortnite was. And obviously, like, uh, PUBG was around before that. I never really played PUBG, but, like, that existed as well. Um, And I guess Warzone really is the baby of the group. Um, But it's by far the one I've played most. And maybe it is, like, that. it was just the perfect time. You know, it just... It was just the perfect little storm of, like, everyone was suddenly trapped inside. and you know, like the most anticipated shooter in a while was around. And especially after Blackout. Did you play Blackout in Black Ops 4? I did, yeah. I played Blackout and it was... I wasn't convinced by it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was just... I thought it was it was cool. I thought the concept was cool. I just... And I liked the map. I thought it was very colourful and stuff. But the way, like, the armour worked, the looting worked, just didn't really match COD, in my opinion. But. Yeah, that's, that's how I felt. So I just didn't feel like Call of Duty. I played one match and immediately stopped, <laughs> and never went back to it. But Warzone, like, it, obviously, it didn't come out with Modern Warfare. Like, it was a few months later, and it just it hit at the perfect time, like Animal Crossing did. And it was, you know, if you wanted to relax, I'd play Animal Crossing on my Switch in bed. And if I wanted to scream and shoot things, Warzone was the obvious pick. Uh, and I think that those first few. Almost first, almost a year. Like I'll say, up until they integrated Cold War, and then things just started to change. And I guess I don't like change. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like by far the battle I've played most. Now, I mean, like Cold War integration when all those guns came over, like put me off a bit, but I kept playing. And then it was Caldera that was just, uh kind of the last nail in the coffin. Like, I played a few matches of Cold Era, and I, I, it was around Christmas, and I remember getting killed by Krampus a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was maybe, maybe when I just gave up. Um, and it's then, yeah, like, Vanguard existed, then Elden Ring existed, and now I'm just starting to find my way back in, like, the past month, and Apex and Fortnite are the ones that I'm bouncing between. Nice. I suppose we we can get into those um, a bit later, but we can. Uh, now uh, we'll move on to the part of the pod uh, where we pick a theme and have a good old discussion about it. So for this week's chat, uh, we're dropping into not E three or Key three or Summer Jeff Fest or whatever you want to call it. Um, some more games, like ton, tons of games were announced. Jeff Keighley came along with his like beige jacket and like sneakers and, and jeans or whatever and um and and arrived with many a reveal. Um so we're gonna kinda pick like the shootery stuff out of it, which which seems like we're just looking at the list now. There's actually like a fair amount, <laughs> um, which I'm quite shocked at. Um, so I suppose kicking off the kind of the Call of Duty um, sort of theme we were on uh, li- just a second ago, um, Modern Warfare 2, uh, not Modern Warfare 2, <laughs> uh, not to be confused <laughs> with Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare. This is like a new one. Um, 
but they showed off like seven minutes um, of, of gameplay from from a level called Dark Water, um, which looks remarkably familiar um, and very similar to Mon Warfare, the original Mon Warfare um, sort of opening level where you kind of rappel onto like an oil rig in the night and start shooting dudes. Um, so did you watch this, Hayden? And, and sort of did you kind of make anything of it at all? Yeah, I watched it, and I was I was quite excited to see Modern Warfare Two, and I I think all of that excitement is now gone. <laughs> um, and I think that is largely down to like, I mean, you kind of said it perfectly there. Uh, you know, Call of Duty has felt stale for a while. Like it's the shooter that everyone plays, but only because like there isn't much else to play. Uh, it's the, it exists all year round, and there's always something a little bit new each year but nothing majorly interesting i suppose um and you know they've really run out of ideas when you know that you'd think for like a reboot like modern warfare and modern warfare 2 you'd want it to have its own distinct quality away from the originals like it's fine to riff on them but like you want something to really set it apart right yeah but this is just from that first mission gameplay we saw this is just Call of Duty 4. <laughs> yes. Um, so you really know they're running out of ideas when it's just repeating the same thing. And we had like Modern Warfare remastered just before Modern Warfare 2019. It really does feel like this is I've been playing this game for years and it isn't out yet. Do you do you play are you like into the Call of Duty campaigns at all? Because I think this is part of why I didn't really click with this reveal. Um because I, I've realised that I don't think I've played a Call of Duty campaign actually in the last two three years. I just I just don't really bother with it anymore. Um, yeah, no, I'm the same. I, I mean, I just said like I played Vanguard for like months. I didn't touch the campaign once. Couldn't even tell you the characters' names. <laughs> yeah, I just don't care. Like it's just not the interesting part to me. I watched my friend play it for a bit, and he was like walking through a jungle, occasionally shooting someone. It just didn't look very interesting. Like, yeah, I mean, to be honest, Call of Duty multiplayer doesn't usually grab me. Like, if like the past few years have been very Warzone, and it's it's really hard to go but down to a smaller scale multiplayer after like getting lost in battle royales for so long. Vanguard was the first one that really grabbed me since. What was before Modern Warfare 2019? Was that when Black Ops 4 existed? I don't know. I what... can't even. I can't even remember. I'm not gonna lie to you. Either. They blur yeah. into one now. I used to play multiplayer a lot up until maybe like Modern Warfare 2019, um, and then like I just kind of waited for Warzone, and then got really hooked on that. And then I haven't played much COD at all of like the base games. I always buy them, but like I buy them, play them for about an hour, and then go play Warzone again. Um, but like that's what happened with Cold War. I was like, meh. Um, but yeah, Vanguard. I, I did get stuck into the multiplayer, but the campaign didn't tempt me at all. Yeah, I I think I have liked. Cause I I did play the Vanguard campaign. Uh, I think I had to review it for the site, and I remember it. Um, it tried to like kind of introduce like choice 
um, and sort of like multiple endings and things like that. But it was largely the same kind of like cookie cutter card where, you know, you're just going through corridors and shooting dudes and you're like a one man army and you kind of got those set pieces where helicopters go down and then you're like all concussed and you get up and someone's hands like reaches out. It's just the classics, like yeah, the greatest yeah, yeah. hit. Every single time it's the same. And this looks, just judging from this one, um, this one gameplay clip which i'm just watching now actually um just in the background um it just looks exactly the same uh <laughs> pretty much <laughs> the the rain uh it's just rainy it looks quite nice i suppose and the cargo like containers are sliding to and fro and like enemies are appearing and this it's again it's the one man army thing um i think we're all i suppose we're both kind of waiting for, for the multiplayer um yeah, exactly. I mean, just for a second, to go back to what you said about Vanguard, multiple choice, that's my thing. That's, <laughs> that's where I thrive. I'm going to have to go play Vanguard's campaign now. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's, it's not great. You, I don't know if you ever played Black Ops 2 campaign. Uh, I No, I think I, I went through like a big gap of, of not playing Call of Duty. I think like, I, I don't know when. It might have been when... Uh, it might be sort of World at War, Mon Warf. I can't even remember, actually. I that don't was, even know. But wait, wait, wait. That was your gap? I think there's like there's like a massive gap in my in my knowledge. I think maybe it's when I hit Black Ops, the original Black Ops. I, I didn't play like for years. I, I don't know why I just didn't play for years. And then I eventually picked up the, the new Modern Warfare or, or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember, but yeah. What um, was your first Call of Duty? My first Call of Duty was Call of Duty 2 on the Xbox 360. Wow. Um, so, yeah, uh, a long a long time ago. It was the first game I ever got um, on my Xbox 360, actually. Um, I can remember it vividly. It was, it was like Christmas Day, you get your new console, and it was Call of Duty. And um, I remember really, like, really enjoying it. Um, I played shooters before, but that was, like, my first kind of experience of, like, the, the arc. I don't know the sort of military slash arcade sort of style of it, um, and at the time it was amazing because it was like next gen and um, you know massive at the time like big set pieces and things like that. And um, I don't know how much that had been done before, but at least to me it, it was it was exciting and it was new. And I don't know how much it's really evolved since, since then, to be honest. And then um, you dropped off with black ops. Yeah. I think I, yeah. It, I can't that's remember. Wild, that's when I got into call of duty. My first call of duty game was modern warfare two, uh, in what, like 2009. And I didn't even have, like, I played that on my brother's Xbox. I didn't get my first console until like, you know, my first Xbox 360 until 2012. So, right. uh, like Modern Warfare Two, Black Ops, that that's where I really got into Call of Duty. Um, so, like, I played all of them up until I think I dropped off because I had a gap as well. We all, we, maybe we all have the Call of Duty gap. Mine <laughs> was around Infinite Warfare. Um, that's when I kind of dipped out. I think I still played the Black Ops games, but other than that. I largely just like avoided COD for a bit. Um, but Black Ops 2, to go back to what I was saying, Black Ops 2's campaign, it had multiple choice and multiple endings, but not like in a very apparent way. Like it was, 
kind of hidden. So, like, at one point, like, they drag Mason out and he has, like, a bag over his head uh, and you have to, like, shoot him or something. And you're, you're told to, like, assassinate Mason. And uh, you can... I can't remember if it was Mason who, who was actually there. Maybe it was. But, like, if you shoot him in the head, like, that's what you're meant to do. You're meant to kill him. Um, but then, like, if you shoot him in the leg... He survives, and then we'll like come into the story later on, and it was just little stuff like that, and like it isn't like you know really obvious. Like push the left stick to the left to shoot him on the head, or to the right to like you know get him yeah. in the leg if he'll survive. Not like the quarry Walking Dead style, just very like hidden, almost secrets in those levels. And if you did like enough of them, you'd get like entirely different endings with different characters who would survive until the end. It was a. You should go back and play it. It was a. Yeah, I, I um, again, I think I've lied. I keep just lying because I definitely played. You reminded me of Modern Warfare Two, not this one, the old one. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I remember playing that um a lot after school. It was like a classic after school game. Um, uh, you know, you play for like a couple of hours or whatever with with your mates. Um, and I remember again, it was just multiplayer, and it was just so much fun. Like. I think it was sort of the golden era, in my opinion, of, of Call of Duty. Um, but I think going back to the campaign, at least this looks like it kind of, it looks like there's some there's some classic kind of set piece card, you know, just shooting, like, I suppose, fish in a barrel. But it looks kind of trying to be more tactical in, in a way. I don't know. There's maybe some creeping around corridors and, like, maybe taking inspiration from that one level everyone raved about in the um in the the newer modern warfare um i can't remember what it's called but it's the one where you kind of infiltrate a house um and it's you know you're going up the stairs and it's like you know you're opening doors and checking corners and things like that i sort of wonder if they're trying to double down a little bit on that in in the game in this in the new one um i don't know i think we just need to see it's i think it's left us both feeling a little bit like meh so um the multiplayer the warzone stuff we'll just have to wait and see on that front um and i suppose it's actually worth mentioning seeing as we're talking cod and uh you know activision and all of that stuff activision are um there's some horrible stuff to do with activision blizzard um we won't go into like all the details here but you can kind of read all about it um on the site as well we'd be remiss not to mention that um when talking about cod and i think it's that that's also a part of why warzone and all of this sort of stuff is leaving a bit of a sour taste um in you know with with people um so anyway i suppose we should move we've got quite a lot of games to cover um so i think the next big the big sort of shooter um which opened the xbox bethesda showcase actually um was was redfall um the the new kind of co-op i suppose left for deady kind of shooter from from arcane um who who are were more known for games like dishonored and prey uh, and recently deathloop so they're kind of more like i don't know story focused and a first person um stealthy games i suppose um so this is quite a it's just very interesting to see what Redfall would be, and and what did you kind of make of of the reveal in that? Was it kind of what you expected? Um, I I think it is what I expected. Yeah. Also, sorry if you could hear my dog. It's like <laughs> it's one of those things <laughs> more of the dog. midday 
all the neighborhood dogs start barking and that's just how that's how working from home that's how it is <laughs> so everyone can hear my dog I, that's I, fine I, um <laughs> but yeah i think redfall is what i expected um like i, I guess kind of left for deady back for bloody that's what this looks like to me um the vampires they look very weighty like they they seem to take a lot of bullets before they drop um which was a bit of a surprise because like coming into it expecting something like left for dead i expect to just be like one tap in a massive horde whereas like it seems like the individual enemies are a lot stronger um you know like in the trailer that they're getting them with their shotgun and whatever and it's taking like a while to drop one or two vampires um but yeah outside that i redfall's one that didn't massively grab me with like its reveal last year. Um, and it really was one that I was just excited to get my hands on because I don't think a trailer could ever really sell me on it just because it doesn't look that unique. Uh, I think for this, it'll really come down to like how it feels. I don't know if you feel the same, but like it, it doesn't look like anything new. Yeah, to me. it looks like things I've played before. So. Oh, and also, I read that, like, if you're playing... It's a co-op shooter, but I read if you're playing co-op, only the host's progression carries forward. I don't know. I don't like that kind of stuff. I like progression for everyone. Um, So that'll annoy me. If that is, like, true, then that'll just maybe put me off. Because, like, how can you convince someone to play co-op if they get no progression from it? Like, that's, like, my friends will just straight up not play if that's the case, because... They won't, you know, if, if I'm not on the next day and they are, they'll have to replay all the missions if they want to keep playing. And that, that no one likes that. Yeah, I, I agree. I sort of wonder if that's kind of um, a product of Arcane not, well, this is kind of their first outing in terms of like a, a co-op um a co-op game with this sort of like progression stuff. Um, I should, I sort of forgot to mention actually that Redfall is like, I suppose, left for Deddy, but um with with vampires essentially um so so yeah um i think uh, red my my biggest concern with redfall um from that reveal was the shooting looks all right but i think with arcane the shooting's never been at least for me they're like strong point i've always found i i wasn't a massive deathloop fan really um oh, and that's because me. like i just <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm going to piss off a lot of people saying I that. I mean, I completely agree with you. Deathloop, I dropped off it hard. Like, I played for maybe five hours and I was like, yeah, this isn't... Everyone hyped it so much. I was like, yeah, this is fine. It's yeah, okay. I, I just... The, the shooting... Um, I know it's not all about the shooting in Deathloop. I get that. But but in Redfall, it looks like it's going to be a massive part. There's going to be hordes of vampires and, and big boss vampires, probably. And you're going to have to shoot them a lot. And uh, for me, it's the arcane shooting has always been a little bit stiff and a little, you know, it's, it's not quite as impactful. Um, and I suppose I'm setting a high bar cause I'm thinking of like halo and it's meaty shooting and, and cod to a certain extent, the, to a certain extent, things like that. Um, so I kind of worry that kind of just the, the, the bread and butter of Redfall just maybe isn't going to be satisfying enough to like keep me coming back. Um, but I, I was kind of into the, the, they're trying to, you know, have these kind of heroes, I suppose, of certain abilities that you can, um, 
chain together to make kind of taking on these hordes of vampires kind of exciting. But again, they seemed quite familiar. Like there's one person who raised like a, I don't know, like a, t- like a ghostly telephone box that you can kind of jump, uses like a jump pad to jump over like a horde of vampires. I think there was another thing which was cool. It looked cool. It was like a big staff of, a, of electricity, which you kind of plonk down and it would like freeze or slow the vampires or whatever. Um, but I, I totally agree with you. I didn't, I didn't see anything in Redfall, um, which I was like, you know, wow, this is, this is arcane. Like this is new. I, I always find with arcane, I kind of expect to see something like not even innovative, but yeah, I suppose to an extent kind of new and exciting and, sort of pushing boundaries and doing weird and different things um redfall like just from that trailer at least didn't show me anything that was like wow this is changing the left for dead game you know like um we'll just have to get hands on with it i think to really um, hopefully they're just kind of um saving a lot of like what makes it um unique and, and, and interesting maybe behind behind the scenes i don't know um yeah and i think like especially for me like for a lot of people the fact that it is made by arcane will be enough of a selling point yes right? like a, a lot most people probably go oh man like Deathloop was you know a, a game of the year for a lot of people last year uh it's like an obvious you know a new arcane shooter let's buy it i like like you i wasn't a huge fan of Deathloop. like it was fine not not massively for me um especially like as you say as a shooter like the big kind of webbing puzzle of it was interesting, but the actual moment-to-moment gameplay I didn't find that fun, um, and I didn't like Dishonored two either. So how dare like, you? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like Dishonored one is maybe the only arcane game that I really love. So for me, like that isn't a selling point, and it seems very odd to market Redfall kind of based. Uh, uh, a lot on that because they aren't showing any other unique selling point here like it's just an arcane shooter with vampires which is cool for a lot of people but when you compare that to something like back for blood um and its entire marketing room was about you know the the card system and how they were changing um the i suppose the ai of the level in a in a weird sense like compared to left for dead which like some of the devs had worked on previously and stuff um and they really tried to get across like that it was different and providing something new whereas redfall that they're just going for it's a quirky co-op shooter yeah. it's arcane uh, which is a really hard sell for me but for some people will love it i yeah. just don't, i'm not sold yet i think like uh, we we probably got to apologize to alice b because I feel like she's like the biggest Redfall <laughs> fan, and we're just like, we're just taking a, a dagger to our heart here. Um, or we invite her on and we just duel it out. <laughs> yeah. Um. Again, let's let's keep the let's keep the ball rolling. Um. Let's let's move on to to high on life, which I don't think actually I've seen anyone really talk about or or write about. Um. Again, you picked this one out. I I again I'd forgotten about it. I'm guilty of it as well. Um, but that was kind of like the by by Squanch Games, um, the kind of the folks. Is it founded by the folks who, who make Rick and Morty? I'm not really sure. There's definitely like a Rick and Morty connection. I there. think so. I think it is. Uh, I'll, I'll take a quick look now. Um, yeah, and, and and it's kind of um, a game where you 
you I think you're a you're on an alien planet or something you're playing as like a human and you've got these alien uh, well guns that are like aliens and they've got faces and they chat to you whilst you shoot them um and the, you know it looks it looks actually quite like good I don't know um I sort of worry that it's those guns that are chatting to you um are gonna get quite annoying and they're gonna have the same voice lines over and over eventually um but i I thought like presentation wise it looked really interesting actually um sort of very glossy and very weird and interesting kind of what you'd expect from i suppose Rick and morty folks um like bizarre alien creatures and like slime and ooze and like silly jokes things like that um yeah i was curious to think kind of what if there was any kind of standout for you on high on life um at all yeah i think like you say for me like the initial thing was like this is so vibrant and colorful uh, and just joyous um <laughs> in a way like you know when you go like the hard left turn from like gritty modern warfare 2 or like you know something like uh, dark tide and stuff like that and suddenly you're into higher life which is just like guns like it just pure comedy you know what i mean like guns talking to you and talking about like ammo being their children and just like really weird stuff and like the mechanics of the guns themselves look to be quite unique um you know it isn't just running around shooting stuff picking up more ammo and then like you know keeping on like the guns look to be fairly different um, from something you'd see in in a, in a modern warfare too, for example, uh, which is nice. Like that's at the end of the day, that's what I really want right now. Something that's just going to like surprise me and you know be a bit weird. Be weird. Weird's good. No one likes normal. <laughs> yeah. Um. And high on life, just it, it, that's what it was. It was just vibrant, colorful, funny. I mean, if the guns just repeat the same lines over and over again, I will cry. um and also it depends what kind of game it is because i'll go back to what i said like earlier on genre like right now i'm really looking for you know 10 hour linear stuff so if this is like a a, an odd comparison um but if this is like a resident evil 8 not obviously horror uh if it's like the comedy resident evil 8 you know what i mean just like a 10 hour fps like blast that you just rip through over a weekend and it's like i loved village right like and that a lot of that comes down to the structure um like it it was just very fast paced fairly chaotic towards the end and i got through it really fast and then could put it down and move on to something else which is ideal for a lot of people Uh, and if high on life is that then i think i'll enjoy it a lot especially then because maybe the guns will act as Almost like a companion, question mark? I don't know. But that would be really cool if they're, like, riffing on what's happening in, like, a story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be actually sort of new yeah. <laughs> to, to an FPS, wouldn't it? If High on Life, and this is where I worry, because, like, it, it, in terms of, like, the aesthetic, at least, it looks kind of similar to Outer <laughs> Worlds. I think that's the one I mean to say. I know all the Outer Wilds exists, and that's not what I'm getting at here. That's like the time loopy one. Not that one. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Outer Worlds was the Obsidian one, if I remember right. 
Um, yes. And it was like an open world kind of, but it was more just like various zones stitched together that was trying to kind of maybe look a little bit like Fallout, but it didn't really feel like it just felt very shallow to me. Um, and I worry that High on Life is that, just because the presentation looked a little bit like that, uh, especially with like the way the characters were talking and like they were interacting with like you know NPCs, I suppose, uh, in the game. Um, so yeah, I need to see what it actually is. But High on Life, I mean, a it comes out in like a few months, so we won't have to wait too long to know. And b more guns should talk. This is amazing. all of the guns should talk and when I load up Modern Warfare 2 I want you know my suppressed SMG to be like oh yeah let's get them you know I mean like that's that's amazing (laughs) all guns should talk (laughs) I mean that's the most controversial opinion I feel like so many people like hey what are you talking about stop this (laughs) Um, but I, I think like sort of connected I would say like kind of interesting and weird guns a metal hell singer um I was in LA for for Summer Games Fest, and I got a little bit of hands-on time. I think there's there's a demo anyway um, that you can play. I'm not sure if it's still live, um, but that that game was really cool. It's sort of like an interesting take, like a fun take on a shooter. Um, it was like an FPS where you basically time your um, your shots to like the beat of a heavy metal track. Um, and you know you can get like perfect timings and good timings, and you can mistime it, and you like. You know, your shot will be less powerful um, and things like that. And I'll only talk about it briefly, but I just thought it was um, it was really fun. Um, it, it was really cool. It was really satisfying to like time your shots to to like the music. Um, and it was quite like interesting, like how impatient I was, because um, often <laughs> in in like FPS games, like you just you just click and you just shoot and like the moment you see an enemy like right i'm gonna like gun them down or in this you can't do that you have to kind of like wait for like this um in the middle of your screen you've kind of got this like i suppose i don't know how to describe them like lines that you kind of have to you know hit at the right time in order for it to be like a perfect shot and you've kind of got to wait for those to like come across the screen um so you can't just shoot straight away and you've kind of got to time the way that you you move as well like you've kind of got to remember that you you move like sometimes your brain because my brain's terrible at multitasking like (laughs) i was so focused on hitting the beat that i'd forget to move um so it's like a really interesting like game about music and and shooting and stuff and i would highly recommend i thought that was that was really cool and if you get a chance to play it you should play it um yeah i'm gonna do the thing like it, it sounds like Doom and Guitar Hero mixed together. Yes. Is that like a yeah. fair? That's like, per- like that's a perfect description. That's really- <laughs> I suppose you don't play with a Guitar Hero um, <laughs> controller. Should. I, uh, you should be able to. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. They should add that in. That'd be so cool. <laughs> um, right. What else was there? There was Outriders World Slayer. Um, did you did you play Outriders at all? Um, like is, is that a thing for you do you care yeah, about outriders i did play outriders and nothing could get me to go back to outriders. <laughs> um i hate to be that harsh but like the game was kind of fun but the writing was so bad that i just wouldn't want to go back to that world again so like dlc doesn't i'm not gonna buy into it it doesn't particularly tempt me like, i don't know if i can handle 
especially if it's like more story and just more voice lines that I that make me uncomfortable. <laughs> frankly, it was just I didn't like it. I didn't like the premise of Outriders or many of the characters at all. I just thought it was all a bit. Yeah, Blech is the best term I can use. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just think... really put me off. I'm I'm totally the same boat as you. I I played a little bit of um of Outriders when it first came out, and I actually thought it was quite fun initially. Um, it was like kind of a a very average sort of third person kind of trying to be destiny sort of game, I suppose. Um, except it's not. Um, what's confusing it is it's not like a live service kind of game. Like it's kind of it, there is an end point like to to it basically, um, which is weird because you sort of think of it as like this online only like um, sort of persistent thing, but it, it's not. It like has an end game and things. It's just multiplayer. Um, and yeah, Outriders World Slayer is like their big kind of expansion that's coming out that sort of um, intends to add like a whole load of end game stuff to it and, and shake things up a bit. Um, and yeah, I, I again, I, I think you know we saw it at Summer Games Fest. I saw it in LA and played a little bit, and um, it was fun. It was all right, but again, I don't think it would it would bring me back. I think I'm too far gone. It's kind of like when you go try and go back to Destiny after not having played it for a while. I was like, I oh, just don't. I'm my too. Goodness. I am currently going through that right now. <laughs> oh my god! I got back into Destiny too. A few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, because what is time? Um, and it's the worst onboarding for any game ever. It's so confusing. Um, and I think now, after almost a month, it's just starting to click. Like, what I'm supposed to be doing. And like I go on, and I'm not just aimlessly stumbling between like starter quests and stuff. Um, like now I go on and I, I mean, I don't find loads of time to play it, but I'm at the point where I need to grind powerful, uh, and pinnacle gear. That right. will mean something to the yeah, destiny. Yeah, I, I feel like that that's ringing a bell of some form. Yeah, uh, and you can get them from a bunch of activities. Like you can play Crucible, and if you play like a certain amount of matches in a week, it'll give you like a powerful piece of gear, which is, you know, one point higher than your current gear. Like it is just like endlessly chasing numbers in that grind but the core gameplay of destiny 2 is very very good it's a really good shooter there's a really good fps so i play crucible uh because like it's more down to skill than it is like gear um or at least from what i play anyway i don't do like uh, like the ranked, I don't know what it's called, the, any of the ranked stuff. I don't do that. It's just like very casual control. Uh, and I shoot things and I get kills and I have a good time and I get powerful gear. Um, and then like I'll do a few strikes with my friends um, and all the rest I can just ignore it. It's nice because you can get this like powerful pinnacle gear from so many different activities and I wouldn't have enough time in the week to play all of them. So I just pick the ones I really like. And now I think that's where I'm starting to find what Destiny 2 is. That that sweet spot where you take the bits you love and throw the rest in the bin. That's that's where Destiny 2 thrives. I did try and play the campaign. Oh no. That was a that, yeah. <laughs> that was a mess. Because <laughs> I played Red War, like the original campaign when it came out ages ago. Uh started with Destiny 2, 
the earliest thing there is now is Shadow Keep, which is an expansion to an expansion that is no longer in the game. And they talk about characters that are gone and they're dead. And I'm like, who are, what's happening? What, what am I supposed to be doing? And then it ends, but you don't know it's ended. It's a very vague ending because it would have probably continued in like seasons afterwards. Um, but you can't access those anymore. So it just ends. Very I f- strange. I forget that it's taken away like a bunch of, of DLCs that like I certainly had paid for at the time and things like that. <laughs> um, so again, that's, that's like putting me off. Um, I, I do miss, I do actually miss destiny a bit. Um, I, I, I remember having like a really good time. I was like, really, I played the, the crap out of it back in the day. Um, I always missed out on the raids though. I only ever did like one raid years and years ago. Um, it's just you need to get like six people together, and it's like a nightmare. But I feel like that those are like real highlights for Destiny, like jumping into a dungeon and trying to figure it out for the first time, and not consulting any guides on it, and just exploring. And I think those are those are really good. Um, and it's a shame that I just can't be asked. <laughs> I can't be asked. I mean, I've never done a Destiny raid. I don't have six friends. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You need six <laughs> six friends, and like, who has six friends? Has so many people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I suppose keeping with the, the 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 space theme, just to kind of keep moving on, because I'm like aware, like time is marching, and there's just too many games. Um, there are so many games. <laughs> Starfield, because you know it is kind of shootery, uh, and we can talk about it because you know what, whatever. Um, yeah, like a quick one, I suppose. What did you? Was this the big reveal of of this? You know, Bethesda's new IP, like in space. Was it? Did it hit right for you, or were you left a little bit like, eh, this is fine? Ed, I'm really not sure. <laughs> I go back and forth. Like, I watched it, and a lot of it just looked like Fallout Four, which is fine. Fallout Four's a good game. I enjoy it. Um. Do I want more of it? Yeah, maybe not. But then they showed like the settlement building is like looks way better than Fallout Fours because like it's like overhead now instead of you walking around. That was just yeah, sucked. That was sucked so so hard. Um, so yeah, like that looks way better in Starfield, and those are my favorite parts of Fallout Four. So that got me. And then they showed the ship building, and. Holy shit, that got that got me real good. <laughs> when they were like building ships, mm, I was in. That's that's when I was like, I'm sold on this. Um, but then they they did the thing where they, they start uh, I don't want to make any claims, but I don't I don't know how I feel about the whole thousand planets thing. Is what <laughs> yeah. It seems um well I've had so many arguments with people over what that means and what it's going to actually look like in the game already. Uh, and we don't, we don't need to have one of those here. <laughs> but, but I don't know how much I... I don't, a, I don't know how much, like, how much I feel like whether that's actually true. I don't know how much I trust it, I suppose. Uh, and, and B, I don't know how much I care because... A thousand planets is meaningless if 990 of them are empty and boring. So I I will see. <laughs> I'm holding out hope, but I will see. Yeah. But I'm not sold yet. Gotta show me more. 
I totally agree. Um, I, I I think I like initially it was very um, fallouty. They kind of chose to. They kind of landed on a planet, and a robot was like, you know, welcome to Crete or something. I can't remember. They they called it Crete, and I was thinking, is this like the Greek islands? It's <laughs> <was> like, well, <laughs> this would be awesome. This is like the Greek islands, but like a, an alternate version in space. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, there was like a research facility that they kind of went into, and I'm pretty certain they got out a, a, like a futuristic P90 and a sword-off shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> like it was 100 percent a P90. Um, oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the shooting for a minute because like I mean, that's why we're here, right? Like, what did you think Starfields looked? Did you play Fallout 4? I played Fallout 4. I played actually like, uh, you know, all the all the modern ones, I suppose, like New Vegas and, and 3 and 4. And yeah, cool. Yeah. Same. We're in the same boat now. We're in the same boat. This, like, you know, it looked the same. Like it looked, it looked the same. Uh, there wasn't like a VAT system, which let you kind of in Fallout, you kind of pause the action and, and target like body parts and you'd have like a percentage chance to, to hit them or whatever. This didn't have that. Uh, it was just more straight shooting right like it kind of you just they wandered around this facility threw some grenades um shot shot some dudes and health bars went down it didn't seem didn't strike me as that like uh, i don't know impactful or or interesting um it was very normal uh yeah you walk around shooting. and you shoot things yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all it looked like. Um, which, yeah, and I don't know about you, but when I play Fallout, I almost exclusively use that. Same. <laughs> yeah, I don't do any actual shooting, even in Fallout 4. Like, I mean, they, you know, they spent time making that like an actual good FPS system, and I still just use VATS because that's what I'm so used to at this point. So, a Bethesda shooter without VATS scares me. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, and also, there's one moment. In between all the walking around and shooting a very bland shotgun, um, they go outside, I believe, and use a jetpack. Whoever's playing, uh, they use like a jetpack, and it immediately switches to third person mode. Um, I wonder if you can use the jetpack in for. I wonder if that's a thing. If it immediately switches out, I don't know. Like, I, I assumed you'd be able to use a jetpack in first person as well. And the fact that it immediately switched to third person made me think shooting while moving in the air must suck. And then now I'm thinking maybe you maybe it always switches to third person with a jetpack. I don't know, but uh, interested to see more about that. I suppose because they were shooting in the air, they were shooting while on the move with a jetpack, which sounds so cool. And in practice, I, I very rarely see it pulled off well. <laughs> yeah, I. I think your point about bats is is right. Like it is scary the fact that they're like you know there we might there might be something there might be something that you know some ability um, that you can use that makes the shooting you know that stops time and lets you target body parts or something totally new. Um, but from what we've seen, you know, if it doesn't have that kind of system, um, it's <laughs> it's going to be a bit a bit dull, isn't it? Like unless the guns are going to be you know particularly exciting, which from the from the looks of it. They were just sort of modern, uh, well, futuristic reskins of of guns we've seen a million times before. Um, I, One last I, thing on Starfield, while we're sorry, yeah, uh, yeah, go I was for just it. Say very quickly, um, a lot of talk right now is like 
some of the stuff shown, maybe Crete actually, uh, was was like an Alpha Centauri or whatever, which is the nearest galaxy to us or something. I don't know. Um, and a lot of people are saying, are we going to see Earth? Are we going to see our solar system in Starfields? Uh, obviously, we don't know. But are you particularly interested in that, or would you rather it just be like you know completely alien? Or would you be interested in seeing their take on Earth, Mars, etc.? Um, I mean, I, I it, it would be kind of interesting, I suppose, to see their take on Earth and Mars or whatever. But also at the same time, I'm like, I'm already like living on Earth, you know, <laughs> like we're already here. I don't, I don't really, I, I kind of just the point. I, the reason why I'm playing Starfield is to escape Earth and you know. Uh, just explore a totally alien universe. Um, I suppose it's interesting if you, if you get to go and kind of see their take on it. But is their take going to really be anything particularly, you know, interesting? It's either going to be like a scorched planet, or you know, you know, like a post-apocalyptic kind of vibe. Um, I don't really care much for for kind of Bethesda's take on it. In all honesty, it sounds very harsh, but um, I'd rather them just go nuts uh, on some crazy alien colonies and and weird wonderful planets really um but again like you say a thousand of them i can't surely they're not all handcrafted and if they are then that's like how have they <laughs> how have they done it are they like 20 percent handcrafted you know 80 percent just procedurally generated bits of barren land and weird trees and stuff i don't know um yeah. but we'll we'll I think see I, agree. I think i agree with the earth stuff like I, I feel like their take on it would be it's a wasteland because the climate change probably um i feel like that's what it ended up being um which is like i guess worth highlighting like it's real and it's scary but i yeah. don't know how much i need to see that i i would rather them go full star wars interstellar like Forest moons, ocean worlds, go weird with it, go crazy with it. Don't, don't like, I don't care about seeing this. Like, I can look out my window and see this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't need to see Earth again. Just do something weird, do something different. Exactly. Um, I suppose that's that's a wrap on on Summer Games Fest stuff. I mean, we've there's there's so much more. We've just got on this list, like there's loads, but hey, may you know, maybe we can cover it. Um, another time but that's it for that stuff and i suppose moving on to the bit um you know the final segment of our pod um we we usually this would be the bit where you kind of go into into news or names or or something else but instead uh this week we're just going to talk about things we've been playing recently um because we've had enough of news and summer games fest and stuff so um is there anything that you've been playing um, recently that you you know you'd like to shout out that you've been enjoying i mean the quarry is like i was really hooked on it until i finished it um if you if you liked until dawn and didn't like dark pictures because i didn't like dark pictures anthology i thought they were too serious um until dawn was like quirky and fun and also like just wild slasher horror and that's 
that's what the quarry is, and it's very, very, very fun. And there are lots of different endings. I, I mean, 186. I don't know if like that. I, I haven't seen all 186 endings. I've seen mine. <laughs> um, but from people I've spoken to, no one has had like the exact same experience as me. So I like that. I like that it's your run is fairly unique. Like obviously not like entirely because there are like a limited amount of endings. But 186 is a lot, and even like minor deviations. It's just very cool to like. I've chatted to like Rebecca about it and been like. So all of these people didn't make it, and she's like, they're all alive <laughs> for me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, and it's just, yeah, that it's really good. People should play it. Have you played it, Ed? I, I've not played it. I, I've actually not really, um, you know, I've not played a lot of these kind of like telltale narrative kind of choice-based games. I, I just don't really play them. I don't know why. I, I feel like I would probably get along with them. Um but maybe it's just because I need. I would want to maybe sit down with with someone else and and play them. Um, I don't know. I, I I would like to maybe get into one, um, but I'm also one of those people that I, I'm very impatient and I kind of just want to like just go in there with like a P ninety, <laughs> just like <laughs> Starfield you, style. Just take my Wi-Fi P ninety and just start shooting shit up. Just go crazy. <laughs> yeah, I just want to like take matters into my own hands most of the time. Um, so yeah, it's it's not really my thing. I think like for me, I've been playing uh, Fortnite uh, no build mode a fair amount, which is crazy. Oh, obsessively. <laughs> I I like I used to shit on Fortnite. I was one of those people when I was you know, back in sort of the Warzone days and stuff. I used to take the mick out of it and. I thought it was for children and, you know, all this horrible stuff. Uh, and now look at me. I'm, I'm playing Fortnite. I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, I think the no-build mode is, is like a genuine game-changer as well. Like the fact that I don't have to worry about shooting some dude and he just, like, creates a skyscraper in, like, a millisecond um, and just, like, destroys me that way, you know? Like, I just I like the fact it's sort of a bit more of a pure shooter in that sense and when you do shoot someone like you actually have an advantage as opposed to like feeling that you're at a disadvantage when you shoot someone. I, I always <laughs> found that in build mode. I was like, Oh, all right. I've got the upper hand. I've seen you first. I'm going to shoot you. And then of course, you know, they like run at you and build like crazy ramps and stuff. And you're like, well, I'm going to die here. guess I'll just die then. Um, so yeah, I've Fortnite been, yeah. seems to be one that's actually taken over quite a lot of us because, like, uh, I, you wrote a post about it, right? Like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and it was literally the same week, maybe like a few days before, I had reinstalled it because my friend had asked me to, and like I had bought a Battle Pass, I had bought a Scarlet Witch skin, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you were talking about having like gone back in and start playing it again. It just being this concoction of pop culture from the past like five years that is so bizarre to see like mushed together on screen um and it's amazing and, and also like at the exact same time um the the video guy rps liam had also like been playing law fortnite and it's just it was very odd that we'd all kind of fallen into it at the exact same time um but it I mean, have you have you tried? Because I'm also a zero build. Like, I can't do build mode at all. Have you tried going into build mode just for like the scientific research <laughs> to see how you hold up? I I 
I suppose before zero build was a thing, I did try, I suppose, normal Fortnite with building. Um, I just didn't get on with it. I, I actually did try like to, to re I like rebound like some mouse keys and stuff. I tried to like pick up on like building like a basic fort and things like that. I, I really did. I just lack like the, the motor skills to do it. Um, so if I went, I feel like if I went back into build mode now, I, I would suffer from the same thing. I would just be like, I can't go back anymore. I just don't have it in me to like, to, to build stuff. I just don't approach shooters that way. I sort of, I have this like mental block, um, where like I'll start shooting someone and I just won't think about building and then it's kind of too late. Um, and if I do try and build, I I'm just, I just not, I'm not quick enough. I, I don't know. I, I just can't get my fingers on the keys in time. There's too much to think about. Um, I do respect those that can do it in a way because it is crazy. I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, I, I've like since Zero Build came out because like that's what I've been playing the most of. That's all I play. But I went into build mode just to see, you know, like how how different it was, um, and it made my eyes bleed. It was <laughs> chaos, like. Honestly, quite mesmerizing. If when you accept, like, you will die in the first encounter you come across, um, it just becomes this magical. I can't even begin to describe it. Just the 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 structures that suddenly just whip up out of nowhere around you. Uh, I mean, like, I even have players like run over to me and like building boxes around me. It's just like I'm so it's... bad at it, and it's it just. It's just I am in the middle of this hurricane of towers and you know houses that are just being constructed. Uh, it's just wild and massive ramps that just like stretch all the way into the sky. It's like GTA um, with mods. If you play GTA Five with mods and like or go into modded lobbies and people have like Hot Wheels style like ramps around the map, it looks really jarring. That's what happens in Fortnite build mode. Like suddenly there are just ramps everywhere stretching like all the way to the sky and people just falling down because like people are destroying the bottom of those like structures. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> it is is far too much. Um but I mean I'm I'm just going to sort of continue to play it and enjoy it. I'd like to get hands on um with with Neon White as well. People seem to be talking a lot about that. Uh, Alice O um really likes it uh and uh we reviewed it on the site recently and gave it best is best as well so i mean that's more of a reason to give it a go sort of like a speed running game with like uh cards and discarding cards to go faster and, and things like that it looks really cool yeah i've been playing a bit of neon white actually um i i um i don't think i'm good at it but I am better than Liam because he, I, I've got, I can see his times. And I, oh, as long as I beat him, I'm fine. I just, I don't go for like world records. I just, as long as I crush him by a good few seconds, I just move on and it feels good. And then I bully him by the next day. It's great. You should get it, Ed. Then I can bully you as well. <laughs> it's amazing. I suppose to end on that, on that lovely note. Um... <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Ultimate Audio Bang. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode, uh, be sure to subscribe via your podcasting platform of choice. Uh, there are also a number of other ways you can support the show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, RPS is at Rock Paper Shot. 
Uh, I'm at from Edward and Hayden is at Hayden underscore Hefford. And if you want to chat to some lovely people, you can go join the RPS Discord. That's uh, discord.gg slash rockpapershotgun. You can get some very nice clothes in the form of RPS shirts and hoodies. Uh, just head on over to our store.repop.com to see what threads we're selling and whether you'd like to purchase any. Uh, and last but not least, for all of your PC gaming needs, make sure you head on over to rockpapershotgun.com. So that's it from the both of us. Uh, we'll catch you later. Bye.